it's, so it's I don't very know. different to have this giant thing in front of my face um that's what she said i know <laughs> Welcome to Savage Beast uh, here in Portland, Oregon. I'm Joe Gallagher, and waiting out the Kanye apocalypse in his uh, survivalist bunker is Paul McLeod. Joe, I'm almost out of sick beats. I don't know if I can make it much oh, longer. Well, just eat, eat, eat more beans, canned beans, and make some yourself. That's disgusting, Joe. That's the most childish joke I've ever told on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, Paul, I have no idea what we just listened to, uh, but it was good. Yeah, that was uh, Big Thief, whom I've now shouted out a couple times on Twitter um, with their debut album, Masterpiece, which came out a week ago. And um, they also have a song called Paul, which is also really good. Nice. Um, Uh, There's a a lot to like there. I I detected uh, a lot of Jenny Lewis, which is always a good thing. Yeah. it's been described as uh, folk rock, which I guess I see, um, but I actually didn't even think about it in any terms, but just sort of like straight ahead indie rock until I saw that, and then I was like, oh yeah, I guess it is somewhat folky, but just, uh, I don't know, good uh, songwriting with distorted guitars, which um, we have established is something that I like. Is folk rock, I mean, I've never thought about this before, I mean, how, it, what defines something as folk rock? Like, if you're saying this is folk, like folk more that it's i think indie, indie i think the genesis of folk rock in the um in the popular telling is uh dylan goes electric or something so um okay. that sort of thing um you know this there's if you listen to it again now that you've heard that descriptor you'll hear sort of um a little bit more uh countrified is the wrong word but i mean um, i get it i know i yeah, i do rustic hear the folk- yeah, melodies. I hear the folk rock. I just yeah. don't. I don't know why. I can't describe what that means. Yeah, it means. Oh, it <laughs> means. You know, there's that just way of singing and sort of more yeah. pretty melodic type of thing going on. Um, that's really mostly what it is. The vocal melody is somewhat folky in this case. This, this is one of those things where I do agree with the argument that you know, people who, like music critics these days should have more formal training so as to better uh describe and kind yeah. of compare what they're listening to although yeah that even if you did even if i could say like oh yeah well they use the augmented seventh chord um in the third uh interval of the keys they're doing um i would still have to translate that into something that uh non-experts could um relate to so i agree it would be nice to know that better than i do um in that i barely know it at all but um uh it 
practically nobody listening, even if I learn it, will know about it. When Savage Beast makes us uh, rich as astronauts, we retire at 40 and, you know, you can go back to school at, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Juilliard or Berkeley and uh, we'll, we'll music theory. We'll get a rotating cast of music school interns to be on the podcast and they can Ooh. be like the the little homunculus who pops in with in technical information on what makes the the music work the way it does they will also have to be able to just mix a killer cocktail <laughs> absolutely speaking of which i'm drinking a barrel aged uh, stone arrogant bastard right now which is Ooh. quite nice i had stones uh red uh ipa red yeah yeah, yeah. the IPA. one that's named is that the one that's got the weird name of the Ohio town where the guy yes. came from? Yes. Yeah. That, that, that is, beer is delicious. It's so good. I had it for the first time this weekend. Uh, you can check out our uh, food and drink podcast, Savage Feast, starting <laughs> <laughs> next month. I, I, I knew what you were going to say 0.25 seconds before you said Savage <laughs> Feast. I was like, yes, it's right there. Well um, done. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm completely completely out of alcohol, and it's uh, uh, it's terrible. And also, maybe, a good, a good maybe it should be like ravaged feast. Could ravaged. be our mood. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. Um, uh, you mentioned the Kanye apocalypse, Joe. Yes. Uh, Describe what that is to people. Yeah, it, I'm sh- I'm sure you know exactly what it is, Paul, and didn't just hear about it right now. Yeah, well, I experienced it live on social media without actually knowing what it was. Uh, um, so much of life happens that way. Yeah, I just saw people posting videos of uh, uh, zombie hipsters wandering around New York streets at 3 a.m. in large masses. That's probably what happened. Like, if 9-11 happened today, people would just, like, be like, oh, I heard something happened yesterday, but I was just, I had too much, too many hot takes to read on other things. Like, And I you'd be saw- like what my earbuds are still in and then <laughs> you'd walk away uh that's how we'll defeat terrorism is a total uh inability to pay uh, to pay attention to anything that's true um, even if we do nothing they can't kill more than like 0.5 percent of us and if nobody right. else cares then nothing right. has been done <laughs> wow we're breaking a lot of ground here okay the kanye apocalypse uh when uh the third night of the governor's ball was canceled in New York. Uh, this is a large outdoor uh, uh, music uh, festival on Governor's Island, um, which uh, I won't get too into that. But anyway, uh, there was like <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what that is. But okay. yes, yes, it was a uh, an island that till very recently it was it's like very close to Manhattan, but it was like totally owned by the government and used for various like there's like a naval school. Now they've opened it up to be a a haven for uh, uh, sex and drugs. White, no, uh, white kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, sex and drugs um, <laughs> and hipster posing. Um, mm. uh, so it was canceled. Kanye's show was canceled. He went and played uh, at another festival going on in New Jersey uh, where his uh, label was having a show um, featuring Pusha T, 2 Chains, etc. Um, and then after that, there began the, um, well, I'll call it an official rumor that Kanye was going to play a 2 a.m. show at Webster Hall, which is a, 
uh, venue at uh, in um, um, the East Village of uh, uh, New York, and uh, so everybody knows what the East Village is. I know, I know. I'm sorry, I got to. Um, Governor's uh, Island, no East Village, yes. Webster Hall. So Webster Hall. So, but the the point being that Webster Hall is like right in the middle of a lot of very narrow streets that are always crowded uh, on a weekend night, um, and uh, it's a small venue. Um, you know, one of those ballroom, big ballroom sized places. Uh, I saw Billy Corgan's uh, solo tour there. Uh, mm. That gives you the. Um, uh, the measure of it. And, uh, uh, yes, the, for like four city blocks around it, it was just literally packed with people trying to get in. Um, and, uh, nice. uh then of course around one forty-five AM came the, the word that it was not happening. So uh, was it, was, was there ever actually anything there or was it just, it uh, seems Kanye's hopeful people were there. Ra- other rappers were showing up, but, Kanye did not did not come except when his car drove by and he stuck his head out and waved to people. So he showed up and but didn't play. So that sounds like right. he was complicit in the the hoax. No, he was. Extent. He definitely yeah. was. No, there was a, a, a Kim Kardashian posted a video of Kanye uh, calling someone and saying, "Tell the mayor to shut the streets down. We'll play outside." That is the worst video that Kim Kardashian has ever put on the internet. I don't um, know. It's kind of badass. I mean, Kanye <laughs> being like, call the mayor of New York, tell him I'm having a concert. That's, you know. Yeah. I, but that uh, led to such disappointment. That's what I'm saying. Also, I was making did. a joke about her sex tape. No, uh, I, 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 yeah. It just wasn't yeah. funny. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, so um, that, was the, that was the Kanye apocalypse. Okay, well, uh, you shouldn't troll your fans, Kanye, but I guess that's kind of your thing, so whatever. Uh, let me, I, I was going to say this, it's it's sort of, there's, there is an era of music when a big band or big artist could play a secret show, and it's getting harder and harder. Yeah, I would imagine that the fire marshal would object or something like that. Um, yeah, to, and like, yeah. but people find out about it, like Kanye could never like sneak into oh, I see what Webster you mean. Hall, you know. I see what you mean. The, the, what you're saying is different now is that it can't be kept secret. Yes. Um, that is true. The The era of Twitter, it's it's going to get out within 45 seconds. Yeah. Right. And uh, The first time somebody with more than 50 Twitter followers hears about it, it's done. It's over. Yeah. Uh, the whole world knows. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of very good papers modeling that. Uh, effect Um, indeed uh, Um, so yeah i've been listening to our old episodes as we as i had mentioned to you i was uh uh like 10 episodes behind and uh, i got through like five or six of them and i'm i just said indeed which i'm going to try not to do because um i say that a lot apparently indeed and uh saying all right after you play a song yeah those are your trademarks (laughs) well thanks for telling me um (laughs) Also laughing too much. Uh, I'm going to try to be... That's um, allowed. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, but your voice is much sexier uh, over recording than Skype, so... There we um, go. Yeah. It's actually kind of killing the mood for me right now. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. I have that effect on a lot of people. Yeah. 
can I say what well, can I say one thing about our summer jam episode last last uh, week two weeks yeah. two episodes ago? Um, I really want to mention that uh, my all time like my all time kind of summer jam get pumped up for the summer song is uh, the Rat by the Walkman. Uh, oh really? Which for me is just like I'm going out and I'm just in a fucking bad mood about it, and I'm gonna be like all emo when I'm out at the party. That is that is such a nerd summer jam. I know, um, right? And it's just I I love it. I still get it, pumped for a, for a party when I hear it. It's a great song. I just would never call it a summer jam. I think it's a really great song. Um, maybe it's maybe that's like it's like a, a it's maybe it's my get pumped for a party. There you go. Song. It was slightly tainted for me that uh, Fox used it for a couple of years as a uh, bumper music for their baseball broadcasts. Ah. Um, yeah. Um, just the instrumental part, right. um, which is just, it, it, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm glad they got the money and the exposure, but it's just, uh, now I think about that whenever I think about that song. Walkman, a big underrated band of oh, the 2000s. They're so good. Like they're, they broke up, but, um, they're funny because they had a couple great albums. Then they had, uh, this is not supposed to be a Walkman episode. They had one disappointing album and then they came back unexpectedly to have three awesome albums to close out their career and yeah. now they're broken up. So props to them. Um, but like so many indie rock bands in the two thousands and even to now, they just feel like they got lost among all the other, well, they there don't are so many it. pretty good bands. They're the really they're a really bands. excellent band. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, they're they're. I feel like their album is being reviewed next to like tapes and tapes, and it's like tapes and tapes is a pretty good band, but they're like no, the Walkman. And yeah, the it's, the Walkman yeah. should be regarded as a cornerstone of of turn of the century rock, and I feel like they're more um, people will remember like, oh yeah, they had that song, the Rat. This could be the podcast where you and I meander through a bunch of just unrelated topics and never get to the things that we want to talk about, <laughs> um, which I think well, is because we are dreading <laughs> the actual topic. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm recording this podcast from the burned out Volkswagen I now call my home because I've been <laughs> driven insane by the research for this episode and can no uh, longer hold down a job or keep a family. Uh, so should we, you know, I'm just going to say it to start off. Uh, fuck the 1975. The 1975 belong in the garbage. They are terrible. And really bad. Uh, I, I, I lied. I'm looking forward to telling everyone um, <laughs> just how and why they are this bad. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So our theme is uh, uh, the 1975 specifically why they're fucking terrible. Uh, and more broadly, the uh, the constructive uses of hating bands. Yes. Or maybe destructive. I don't know. Um, and um, the uh, shit. The train of thought just went right out of my head. Um, we'll fix it in post. Man, I had something I was just going <laughs> to try to do. Whatever. Keep talking. Um, um, uh, 
that's funny this hasn't happened to us before no. it was like mid-sentence like what was i talking about uh um, did like a hot girl walk by or something <laughs> yeah no uh, uh <laughs> um uh well we we're going to talk about how the 1975 suck and we're going to talk about mm-hmm. why we care about t- telling people that bands suck and yeah. whether maybe whether we suck for telling people that bands suck uh, or that their well, favorite bands suck. One thing I realized is so we picked this out and um, we did it because uh, it was at my suggestion and I had listened to the 1975's latest album when it came out last year and immediately hated it. Um mm. And, uh, you know, more so than I usually do, the kinds of things that get put in front of me is something I might want to at least think about. And since then, I've realized that there's actually already a cottage industry of hating the 1975, um, which I didn't know until I was reading about it today. But uh, so we're not we're not the um, the pioneers of uh, of contempt that I thought we were. But uh, nonetheless, I say we forge ahead and um, really hammer home the message that the 1975 really fucking suck. Well, they're so bad. We couldn't be alone. I mean, if we were alone, I would be, like, worried about my sanity, like, seriously. Yeah, Uh, that's true. Apparently, they have a very sizable following, though, particularly among young ladies. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, I think one of their only good qualities is that they're, like good looking and yeah like, you know like the way like the way uh, you're good looking joe no um, oh, <laughs> the way you're like oh wow that like i can't it well, i can't even say anything i just <laughs> no the matt healy the lead singer he's definitely pretty um despite having uh uh a haircut that's i guess it's appropriate for a rock star but it's uh it's pretty stupid um uh so, so let's let's play a song all right 1975 i say we start with ugh ugh hey boy stop pacing around the moon a mirror for you I know your lungs need filling since your thumbs have lost the feeling the thumbs say so giving it up again and do you have a card my irregular heartbeat is starting to compact itself it's just a simple diabetic sorry listeners that was the 1975 <laughs> it's so bad it's, it's really so, terrible it's so bad um yeah so that was their song ugh with an exclamation point on the end um it's like they listened to the 80s and they took all the worst parts of the 80s uh-huh. and then decided to play them on repeat until we went insane i mean it's um <laughs> Guantanamo shit here uh, and this is- you're being more literal than you're letting on because this album is fucking 72 minutes long or some shit it's uh. so long and boring 
it's like if Genesis reformed and and got Robbie Williams to be the lead singer and decided <laughs> to put out a concept album. Uh, yeah, so I would say about 30 to 40% of it is that sort of like um, not very good upbeat pop that mostly grates like that. And then the other, the bulk of the album is actually like really boring adult contemporary music played being played by 20 somethings for some reason like supposed are they supposed to be a rock band so apparently they were a rock band and then their subversive move was going more towards this pop thing um so uh not anymore i guess is the answer to your question Uh, it's Um, like it's like the music that plays when like South Park is making would be like making fun of a dance scene in an eighties movie, but like something <laughs> disgusting is about to happen. Like two first cousins are about to tongue kiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got me with that one. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, there's there's no excuse for releasing this as proper labeled as proper music. Yeah, there's a there's a long really there's several really long instrumental songs on this album for some reason. I don't know why. But um <laughs> there's one that, you know, so I was listening to this album and just letting the whole thing wash over me. Um which is a horrible experience. And f- like 4 minutes into this instrumental song, I was like this is the most boring bullshit uh, like smooth rock, uh, trying to be meaningful but utterly failing track I've ever heard, and so I clicked over to Spotify, and the title of it is "Please Be Naked," which made me laugh out loud in the middle of my office because oh my. That, that is <laughs> first of all that's a terrible title for a song. Second of all, that you would put that on this like uh, utterly straining awful instrumental i I, fuck these people i was listening to this album for the second time and i was like is it over and i was like no it's not over and i was like well should i keep listening and i looked at the thing and the title of the song was please be naked i was like oh fuck no and i turned it off Really, as soon as you see that there's a song called <laughs> Please Be Naked, well, you should uh, just turn away in disgust. And that happened to me, too, the, when I was listening through to it uh, today. I I was like, oh, my God, this is just dragging on. Well, at least there are only two more tracks. And then, and then I scrolled down in the Spotify window and realized there were five more tracks. Oh. And it's just, ah, uh, it just Scroll goes down. on and on. Yeah. Um, why is it worse the second time you listen to it? It's because it's such boring music. Like it's, uh. there's nothing interesting. Uh, like I said, most of it is, or a, a minority of it is bad pop. And then a majority of it is just really way too smooth pop rock or right. I don't know, R and B rock. That's just bad. And you know, when music is, uh, inventively terrible there's at least something to engage the mind as one listens to it but when the music is just just dull and lifeless then um 
the second time is just so much worse because mm-hmm. you already know what uh, non moves are ahead of are ahead for you. Yeah, that that makes complete sense. I mean, it's just once you're once you're you've you know kind of sifted through the sand once and found nothing. This yeah. at the second time through time through is just torture. Um, <laughs> I was uh, gonna say also. What really annoys me about this band is not just that they're bad. There are lots of bad bands. Um, but the fact that they uh, very self-consciously present themselves as being like a big, important rock band, or at least big, important pop music act. And it's like, to me, it sort of made me think that the 1975 is to rock and roll what like Donald Trump is to the Republicans Ooh. in that... <laughs> except that Donald Trump is way more interesting. Um, But it's, you know, they're assuming the mantle of rock and roll. They're, uh, you know, getting the machinery of corporate rock behind them and being projected as this uh, sort of the new big act in that genre while sucking so bad that their only long-term effect can be to kill it off. Um, Yeah. Uh, So that's what I really resent about them is that they might uh, at least in part contribute to the discrediting of the idea that rock has anything useful to offer the culture. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, the reason I kind of got into this topic is because I saw the music critic critic for my local paper, the Oregonian tweet, give the 1975, all the arena shows they're ready um, and I think he was serious, and that made me so mad that I, I just had to do everything possible to dispel the notion that anyone should see this band anywhere, let alone fill an arena uh, to listen to this garbage. I, uh, uh, I actually re- appreciated your Twitter response to him, which was that um, that would be nice in that it would get all of those people concentrated in one space where they aren't next to us. Yes, you know, <laughs> you weren't going to run into any 1975 fans that night. Yeah. Um, can we listen to the song change of heart? Because it highlights, I think what makes this band um, uh, more than just terrible, but actually uh, existentially bad. Pernicious was the word I was thinking of for mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right.
Joe, you may have chlamydia, but the worst thing <laughs> is that you put a picture of your salad on the internet. I mean, it's it's. I, I want to read the lyrics. Full. <laughs> you said I'm full of diseases. Your eyes were full of regret, and then you took a picture of your salad and put it on the internet. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, Again, those... you couldn't you couldn't parody it any worse. <laughs> no, those are actually probably the worst lyrics I've ever heard on a, a pop rock or popular album i mean they're um both terrible poetry uh and just so stupidly vaporous and straining to be part of the zeitgeist in Uh, the dumbest way um uh, yeah i i just i i i mean i think that's where you know i have to rule against this band like ever having any redeemable qualities like no that there's no chance no they uh man i don't i can't even imagine what the analog would be if any band has ever any musician has ever come back from being involved with something like this to be good later i don't know i mean later so then he says um you used to have a face straight out of a magazine. Now you just look like anyone. I just had a change of heart. So, Damn. I mean, just fuck you, dude. Like, you're just saying uh, a girl's only hot if if you think so. And it's like, if he doesn't, if he's not into you anymore, then you're just garbage. Well, I mean, look, the guy is uh, 24 or something. So, you know, he's definitely seen some women age out of their good looks. Uh. <laughs> Uh, and it's, oh man, I, I wish, you know, it's what's, um, I almost wish they were American. Like the fact that they like supposedly part of the like English, you know, these great British rock bands, like it, 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 that makes me sadder. Like I almost, I want to take one for a team and be like, no, no, this is like a shitty American band, like rock band pretending to be. I think actually they do f- they're they're very much part of the new British rock tradition which is shit bands that the enemy hype or breathlessly hypes way beyond their abilities and then everybody realizes that they suck. So Maybe that is a tradition. For the past, I don't know, ever since uh post blur, that's like what British rock band except but for Arctic it, Monkeys, they're good. Yeah, but, I was going <laughs> to say like is it like don't like the Wombats like fall into that category? Like the Wombats are like silly but they're fun to listen to i i don't think i've ever actually heard of the wombats so i'll take your word for it you might know their song let's dance to joy division it's a good one no i don't Um, know uh we'll tweet it um uh so uh i think that um the concluding point i want to make about 19 the 1975 is that uh if you like them you are stupid (laughs) (laughs) but should i say that i don't know no um it was funny i was reading the pitchfork review of oh we didn't even mention the name of their most recent album which is uh which is hilarious um I like it when you sleep for you are so beautiful because you are so beautiful yet unaware. Is that, did I get that right from memory? I, Um, I I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) Um, 
But um, so I was reading the Pitchfork review, and they were, I think they uh, they mentioned a lot this uh, pre-existing cottage industry of hate for the 1975 that I talked about earlier. Right. And uh, I think they were trying to be too cool for that. Um, so <laughs> one of the lines there was, uh, sort of the 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 counter line was well for Britain's biggest young guitar band to ditch to ditch laddie machismo embrace the boy band ideal and run on feeling rather than posturing I can't read tonight feeling rather than posturing that feels kind of radical when you sleep can be far too much but it's not cynical uh. <laughs> which you uh go, you go you go I mean so. First of all, if they're not cynical, it's because they're too dumb to be cynical. Right. Um, and even if they themselves are not cynical, the whole machinery mobilized behind them feels extremely cynical. The fact yes. that these are the saviors being pushed upon the public uh, who are going to uh, carry on the legacy of Elvis Presley, the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, um, and uh, you know Nirvana or whatever – blur let's say to keep it uh to go more english is uh just you know fuck you guys i'm not I mean, buying that the i mean the, the the reason why being cynical is bad is because it it can give a smart and thoughtful person the qualities of like a dumb and overly earnest person like in a different way and it's like if it's like being dumb and just like childishly earnest is just as bad as being cynical in terms yes. of, you know, its effect on the quality of your art. Yeah. Uh, and, and the quality of your audience's response to that. Art. Yes. I mean, and I guess that I had one, I was a little worried, like, is this just, I mean, are all, I mean, is this basically just music for 16 year olds? And I mean, we just shouldn't, like maybe you know their teenage brains yeah are, uh, you know need this and we don't and they first too of all will think 16, it's dumb. 16 year old us had much better taste than this um second of all i thought i i had that same thought and i was trying to come up with this con uh who don't drink uh, arrogant bastard before you podcast kids <laughs> anyway uh i was trying to come up with a, some constructive alternatives Right. For the youth out there. And so, you know, I was thinking of, you know, sort of anthemic feeling laden rock, um, which I take to be the niche these guys are feeling or filling uh, or feeling. Um, and I came up with like the bins by Radiohead, which is something mm. we would totally say. And then I was trying to think of something else. I wanted to kind of say a door, but I bet that wouldn't work. And then I was thinking like, you know, man, there really are no good-looking indie bands um, that I can think of. Uh, wait, so what? What you're looking for? Someone? How, wait, how, how? What comparison so, are you so trying I to want, make? So I want something that's good, uh, oh. that is, you know, uh, reaching the uh, emotionally sensitive young person in a good well, way. From, but I want them to be good-looking for the sake of the young ladies out there, because I well, appreciate that you do need to be able to. Um, you know, want to get off to your rock star gods. That's so I, I mean, I guess the actually the band that I I comes to my mind is as a comparison from the '90s would be uh, Counting Crows. 
because uh. they, you know, uh, they yeah. were, in t- you know, very sensitive. Their lyrics were uh, incredibly sincere and yeah. uh, whiny. And um, yeah, Anna Begins is like the perfect like sad rock song. Yes. Thing. And uh, and and on Lissit, you know, I liked the Counting Crows then a lot um, and uh, hung out with. A lot of girls who really liked the Counting Crows. Um, uh, it was beneficial to like the Counting Crows. Um, yeah. Well, the Counting Crows are actually, they're way better than the right. 1975. Yes, they are. They are. And I think that is a product of the era that they're from and the fact that they people were able to, they didn't need to be the only big rock band in the world to have any chance of like commercial success which now you're either like yeah. the 1975 or you're like an indie band who you know still has a day job when they're not touring yeah um, um and but yet again counting crows not like gorgeous uh young men um so i don't uh, know yeah i don't yeah we need some we need some good looking guys to start making good music i was thinking well, of car seat headrest is uh, really excellent um, right, young person indie rock that just came out. That guy, he could be like a nerd boyfriend type dreamboat. Um, maybe. Well, I think I think a lot of bands like Car Seat Headrest or Parquet Courts would just be making music that was a little more mainstream. Um, uh, right now, like if they had any, ch- and would be filling this niche because they would have some chance of commercial success doing that, but they only. The only thing they can do is try and be like the coolest, best, you know, pitchfork 10.0 band. Um, yeah. Joe, you know very well you can't get a 10.0 on pitchfork unless it's been 20 years since you released your album. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Not anymore, at least. Um, no. Um, uh, so, do you have any more thoughts on the 1975? Because I want to close with one quote whenever you're done. No, you. I, I'm so excited to hear your quote. This is uh, Matt Healy was asked um, what his biggest influences on his music were um, or what bands he really looked up to. And he named oh, a couple. No. And then he said, John Hughes movies are possibly my biggest influence. <laughs> well, I like John Hughes movies, but that should not be your uh, your rock band's biggest influence. I'm going to say confidently. No, no, I, I, I Macaulay Culkin turning into the mirror, slapping his cheeks and screaming. That's what really gets me going when I'm <laughs> thinking about how to write a rock song. Um, that seems like that seems like you know if you're putting like a, any any input you could find, you could put it into a machine and generate a rock song. I think. Uh, uh, Home Alone would be uh, would generate a pretty bad one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so wait. So let's let's. I think I said this. Um, I said this a little bit ago, where I, if the 1975 existed when I was a younger man, and I had a friend who liked the 1975. I would mock them continuously for it. Oh yeah, probably cruelly. So yeah, um, and I yeah. So I'd be interested. What like why? 
what did why do we just spend 30 minutes saying that the 1975 suck yeah well part of it is what i was saying earlier about the uh sort of insidious nature of uh propping up a really shitty band as the the avatars of the spirit of rock and roll in that it might kill the spirit of rock and roll got it um another part is um you know like look i i agree to some extent uh people should be allowed to like what they like um especially if they're 15 and uh they're just learning how to be people but uh on the other hand um you know, I think that the uh, the art that people expose themselves to. I mean, how much how much have you as a person grown and become more uh, enriched for your own sake and those who know and love you because of the uh, high quality of art that you've purposefully exposed yourself to? Um, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an important part of cultivating, your, cultivating yourself into a good person to um, not listen to uh, a bunch of pap all day long. Um, so do, you think, do you think someone listening to the 1975 is making themselves a worse person, or do you think they're just missing opportunities to... Well, as an economist would point out, it's the same thing. They're, the opportunity right, cost of <laughs> listening to... Fair, uh, right. Of exposing yourself to good stuff is uh, a cost one way or the other. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm not saying everything you listen to has to be, uh, uh, stu- uh <clears throat> excuse me, um, Shostakovich or anything, but, um, uh, you should try to avoid, uh, especially as you get older. Again, if you're 14 and you really love this band, that's fine. Whatever. I used to like boys to men a lot. Um, you know, you should, um, you should come to uh, view things like this a little more critically and seek out that which can really uh, challenge you into becoming, into uh, developing as a person, um, which will be both instrumentally good for uh, society and also probably lead you to enjoy your own existence with yourself uh, over the next several decades uh, more than you would otherwise. I like that. I like the uh, idea that you can... um I mean, certainly good music has saved, you know, been extremely beneficial to me. I mean, uh, I, you know, both in kind of acute circumstances where it's, you know, uh, yeah, I've needed something, some emotional solve right now, right then. And mm-hmm. I think good music worked a lot better than, you know, listening to uh, uh, something uh terrible like this at that moment um and and i think in the long term it's it would be i think i've constructed you know uh incomplete but still growing better every day uh uh you know idea of who i am and and that's been aided by you know by music and by listening to good music and music that was like artfully constructed and not just yeah. designed to sell records um, to yeah. angsty Yeah, not teams. to appeal to the lowest common denominator of, of um, starstruck teenagers. Um, yeah, I would say one more thing. Uh, when you do encounter really terrible art like this, it is. Uh, I think it's important to try to avoid hating them per se, even though that's the word we've been using, uh, and go more for contempt. The difference being that hate 
uh, as Star Wars taught us, hate consumes you. Um, it it raises the object of your hatred up to a level where it's a threat to you. Whereas contempt is like a pushing away and down of that which is awful. And, uh, you know, it's you don't even have time to deal with this bullshit. You're just pushing it away and going on with your life. And I think to give that a... Um, a a religious corollary uh, that you should always uh, uh, hate the sin and love the sinner. Like you 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 should, you should have contempt for the 1975, but try not to uh, bully or belittle your friends who like the 1975. (laughs) That's true. Um, Um, Because you don't, nothing, there's no, nothing to be gained from that um, for either you or them. I mean, True. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, if if we had, should I make up a fictional friend? We have a friend named, let's say we have a friend named, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of funny, a funny enough name, Ernie. <laughs> well, let's say our friend Ernie likes the... Um, I need a I need a terrible man. Let's say Ernie likes Coldplay, and mm-hmm. a lot like it's one of one of his favorite bands. And we, there's no point in just mocking him every time we see him for how much he likes Coldplay, even though it might be fun to do. Like in the end, it's just bullying and you know trying to. Um, it's certainly not going to make him stop liking Coldplay, right? Not in the short run, anyway. Right, and it's not going to like. It's not going to help you find anything, you know, that you're looking for in music either. It's not going to help you, you know, in your your journey with the music that you like um, no. at all. And I certainly did not understand that when I was, you know, a teenager. But that's because, as you said before, at that time, it's very difficult to uh, disentangle, um, you know, a, a band's uh philosophy from your own yeah um absolutely no i agree with you um avoid hatred uh like i said we're we're putting down the 1975 um because uh the point needs to be made but you can uh you can do it with uh good humor rather than uh hatred um yeah and and burning bitterness if you person listening to this likes the 1975 and have somehow made it this far um, <laughs> you know it's it's just we tweet at us rate yeah. us on iTunes. Yeah, give us a one-star review <laughs> that would be amazing i want like 200 <laughs> one-star reviews from you know the 1975 vians um, that I'm would sure be awesome actually 75ers that would be uh, my chosen name for them Yes. Um, uh, and uh, well, okay. So, Paul, do you have? Uh, I, I gotta ask you: um, Has there ever been a point in time where you just were really into an album you knew was terrible? Uh, at the time, um, so you know, there have been plenty of things I've reputed later. That was the subject of our episode too. Yes. Um, but. Um, I think the one time I was really trying to convince myself that I liked something that uh, was actually bad was uh, 
the soundtrack <laughs> this is this is getting real deep uh the soundtrack to the uh concluding film of the neon genesis evangelion anime series <laughs> <laughs> which um uh, <laughs> which has a few uh really great pieces of classical music like uh jesu joy of man's desiring by bach um yeah. and that's all great but then it has some ridiculous uh euro and j-pop songs that because i loved uh that tv show and that movie so much i wanted to love the soundtrack too but now uh no that was not good music um and uh it's uh it's only in such a great work of art because uh i don't know Japanese people seem to have had their music parts of their brain lobotomized, except for the band Boris, which is excellent. Uh, you, uh, you just, you just wanted to get in that robot. <laughs> uh, you know, I had to, um, that I, it's, of course I know exactly the songs you're talking about. Um, yeah. and I think maybe we'll play one to end the episode. I might, edit that'd be a that great in. idea. Um, uh, like tumbling down. Yes. That's exactly uh, yeah. the song oh, that you yeah. need to play. Um, so, uh, I, you know, my experience is like, I, I was at a party and I was studying abroad in Australia. It was like the closing party for this like sketch show I was in. And, you know, we were of course drinking and, and, and whatnot. And, uh, um, and like we were at someone's apartment and, and they put on, you know, Coldplay they put on at like an album like a rush of blood to the head and like that we were all like in such a good mood we were like and like you know the like the first chords of politic come on you know like the opening song of the album just like the whole album was like yes this is the epic rock band of our time <laughs> and it's just we were all just jamming to it I'm like yeah this is a fucking great album and it's like that never I never had that experience with it again and now think it's mostly that well mostly um kind of like it's kind of sad um that it's not <laughs> very good uh they try but um oh they do, try very hard they actually do. i do think the song i rush of blood to the head is like above average but there is anyway anyway getting it get it like um uh i just always remember that as sort of this you know that might be one of those things where it's like you know it's uh, you could like a bad band situationally for like one night but you could also kind of like a bad band situation situationally for like two years yes until you know that your your need for them the scales fall from your eyes yeah whatever quick fix you're getting uh you know (laughs) uh, uh dries up and you're like oh shit why was I dating this person? <laughs> um, That's never happened to you, Jeff. Never. Um, uh, so, the fuck the nineteen seventy five. Yeah, we've we've done it. We've uh, we've ethered them. I hope dead. I hope they stop playing music. That would be yeah. that would be mission accomplished. It'd be great um, if their their manager like sort of just like walked dead-faced and slack-jawed into their their office tomorrow i was like guys i don't want to play this for you but you need to hear this podcast 
I would, <laughs> I would sing to them. I would, I would sing to them the lyrics from uh, their song Nana, uh, which they, I guess, they're singing to their dead grandmother. Um, uh, the, I would say, I don't like it. Now you're dead. It's not the same <laughs> when I scratch my own head. I haven't got the nails for it. And I know that God doesn't exist and all the palaver surrounding it. But I like to think you hear me sometimes telling you that you suck. <laughs> well done. Well done. You know that lyrics are very bad, are truly bad when they slip in a word like palaver. Palaver. Yes. Just absolutely. To, to be like, no, we're really smart. <laughs> What what word do you think was there that they like plugged into the thesaurus and got palaver back? Oh yeah. Uh oh um nonsense something like that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> all the nonsense. No, that doesn't scan right. Yeah. Anyway. Not at all, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh all palaver. The, all the babble. <laughs> uh, Excellent. Wow. Uh all right. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to us talk about how terrible the 1975 are. Um, we know you agree with us already, so I won't uh, say that I hope you do. Um, and because even if you liked them before, I think uh, I think we've we've presented a pretty damning case. So uh, please follow us at Savage Beast Pod um, and uh, check us out at savagebeastpod.com. Uh, rate review and subscribe to us on itunes those are all very helpful things for getting the word out and uh, also let us know if you think uh, somehow you're unconvinced and you think the 1975 are great or they should be left alone because they're just doing it for the kids Um, we would like to hear that too also shout out to our high school friend jacob alzamora who said some nice things about us on facebook this week oh thanks jacob yeah he's a good guy Yes, I agree. <laughs> that was not a was, was just I was nodding in agreement. Um, and uh, I, he liked a lot of ska, I think, in high school. Well, maybe we'll have him on and do a ska nostalgia. We had episode. a lot of friends that liked ska. I guess everyone. Oh, I liked ska. Ska. Why? Yeah. Well, we we need to have an episode about that. Um, uh, ska. It's better than the nineteen seventy five. Oh, man. All right. Um, So long, everybody. Uh, Peace. Peace.